Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve, and you're listening to the 50th episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. That's right, listeners. This is... Is this an important episode? I feel like it's important, It's like Dustin. our birthday. It's like our birthday, Steven. It's almost like our birthday, except we put out an episode every week, and 52 would be our birthday then. Yeah. 52 oh. weeks in a year. Mm. Oh, we're yeah. messed up. That really just put a damper on the whole... Hold on. Put the balloons away, guys. Balloons, champagne back in the fridge. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Steve. 50 still feels like it's a big, good thing, though. Landmark episode. The 50th episode. We are the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover or from the disappointment of thinking you've been doing this for one year when it's only been 11 months. <laughs> 11 and a half months. That's just how much we give, Steve. We we put one year into 11 months. So, Dustin, how do you feel <laughs> on this, our 50th episode? You got anything special planned? Uh, right now, I am currently editing a uh, real estate photo shoot from earlier today. No, I meant anything special oh. planned for the episode. Oh, episode? Yeah, I've got so much planned, Steve. I've got games. I've got, like, whirly-durlies. I've got some rollerblades in the backseat. It's going to be a party. So we thought that since this is a 50th episode, and that's kind of a landmark episode, that uh, we could just phone this one in, and it's going <laughs> to be a clip episode. We're going to re-hit all your favorite hits. Come on, Dustin, roll those clips. What you got for me? Steve, are you going to fly your drone ever? Wow, that, that was hurtful. <laughs> I've flown that drone, Dustin. You were supposed to play a clip, not just berate me. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, do, you, do you want to get to the show? You want to do some follow-up <laughs> trademark John Syracuse? John Syracuse. On the, in our, in our wedding hangover Facebook group, a secret group, uh, Mark Quinn had a response. Laurie Ostrowski, Laurie Ostrowski was responding to our most recent episode, well, two episodes ago now, when you're hearing this, about the dollar dance, to which Mark Quinn responded, WTF is a dollar dance. Dustin, what's a dollar dance? WTF a dollar dance? Dollar dance, Stephen, that's a great question. So a dollar dance is a long-standing tradition where a male or female enters a strip club uh, for exotic entertainment where he then shakes a dollar at someone dancing and they have to dance for him somehow that same exotic strip but they club actually type... have to dance like a dollar being shaken right correct correct yeah, so there's a dollar being shaken and there's a stripper dancing like a dollar being shaken it's like a mirror thing some confuse it with the shaking of a salt shaker <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds about right and somehow that long-standing tradition of strip clubbing has uh, made its way to weddings. And um, I'm not sure how, but the uh, passing on of a dollar to the bride or the groom uh, thus entitles you to them entertaining you for a few moments at their wedding by dancing with you. Uh, unfortunately, they don't remove their clothes quite oh, that's the not way. True. I've seen a lot of brides remove their clothes at weddings. Really? Yeah. A lot of times the uh, groom gets right up in there and just like starts taking their clothes off. And they like throw the, the, the clothes to like a bunch of guys. Well, you photograph some different weddings than I do. <laughs> we keep it we keep it classy here in Fort Wayne. For those who don't know what I was getting at, I was talking about the garter toss, but... <laughs> Yeah, that because the singular garter represents her ripping off all of her clothing. That's basically what a wedding is, right? Wasn't there like an old wedding tradition where you actually had to consummate the marriage before it was considered a real marriage? So like the bride and groom would go into a back room and consummate the marriage like as soon as the ceremony was over? That is a um, Elkhart thing, I believe. <laughs> An Elkhart thing? Yeah. Why you, why you gotta go back to the land, which I grew up near? That's... Uh, Definitely an Elkhart thing. That's all right. I grew up in Goshen, so I'm all good. Mmm, hoity-toity Goshen. So, so we pretty much got the uh, dollar dance covered there. Then it's yep. a it's a way to get the bride and the groom to take their clothes off at the wedding. Yeah, there's either going to be some people get a couple chuckles out of this, or people that are going to be very confused. 
Do you want to clear it up for real? So, yeah, it's just essentially, for some reason, people find the need to give the couple money, and they have figured out a way to do that by doing a what they call a dollar dance. This is on top of the money you're already giving them in envelopes as a guest. Yes. And and traditionally, I think that money that you give them at the dollar dance is to help them with like their honeymoon or whatever. You got to get those street tacos in Mexico. Street tacos and Coronas. Yeah. And no, no fear of uh, food poisoning there. None at all. But much like a, a stripper's dance, like what you were talking about earlier, Dustin, when you do go up to give them the dollar in the dollar dance, you just stuff it right into their underwear, right? I Guys, do. it's the pants. Girls, it's the uh, bra line area. Yeah, for certain. Um, but <laughs> we've seen this tradition kind of fading out. So we'll see if it if it holds strong or not. Dustin, do you want to move into beer talk? What are you celebrating our 50th episode with tonight, Dustin? I have a very expensive bottle of Essentia. It's got electrolytes and shit. Yeah, it's an ionized hydration beverage uh, with 9.5 pH. Um, so this would be uh, rich people water is what I'm drinking tonight. Ooh, very nice. Way to go. Yeah. Got the only the best for this podcast episode. Well, Dustin, tonight, thank you so much for asking. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask, Steve. I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking a very special beer. This one comes straight from Scarlet Lane, which we've talked about recently. And it is Eric Bloodaxe, which you mm. may have heard me talk about before, but I, this isn't I just. I don't think I've heard of that one. This isn't just any Eric Bloodaxe. Eric Bloodaxe being axe. what I consider to be the greatest beer brewed in all of Indiana. Yeah, suck it, Three Floyds fans. I said it. Eric Bloodaxe, and it's the bourbon barrel aged version of Eric Bloodaxe. Yeah, I think you're supposed to save that for me. Yeah, that's not happening. I already told you. What? What are my two favorite things in the world? Eric I'm not saving it for you. It, it's going to skunk by the time you're drinking again. You have five more months of not drinking alcohol, you said. Yeah. I'm going to break I'm going to break that fast next weekend though cuz it's our only weekend off between now and then. So, right now on the podcast session, I'm going to take a sip of this. Do Are you it. ready for this? Is you this ready the first for, sip? For my is this the inaugural this the sip? sip? Inaugural sips. That was disgusting. Why <laughs> did you do that with your mouth? You know I have to edit this? I'm going to have to listen to that like 20 times in a row. Oh, gosh. Mm. Oh, gosh. Uh, whatever Dustin's mouth sound sounded like to you, probably like two frogs performing fellatio on each other. Um, <laughs> I want to assure you that this beer is the opposite of that. It is delicious. It's it's like sugary and sweet, but not like too sugary and sweet. And it's got that good braggot mead sort of flavor going for it. This might be the greatest beer I've ever tasted in my life, Dustin. Better it's a than barrel Eric braggot IPA. I mean, it's still Eric Bloodaxe. That's the beauty of it. I don't... I don't have to cheat on Eric <laughs> when I drink this. Oh, oh, Eric, Dustin! Wow, this is so good. I might start taking my clothes off. Be a real dollar dance up in here, buddy. Mmm, mmm. No, my my friend who I talked about last time, who's a brewer there, came over to visit, and uh, he brought this Eric Bloodaxe Bourbon Barrel Aged Braggot IPA for me because he knows that I love Eric Bloodaxe and he knows that I love Bourbon Barrel Aged beers. And uh, he actually set it aside because they're about to sell out. So this is like the greatest thing of all, because not only is it one of the greatest beers I've ever tasted, it's also a gift. There's nothing quite like the deliciousness of drinking a gift. Like Dustin's tears. My tears are tasty. Dustin, do we want to move into topics? Um, Hold on, let me think about it. That sounds like a yes. Sure. Dustin, first up on our topics, we're talking about your new look with your photos, a topic you told me you didn't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our 50th anniversary episode, right? I, I threw I anniversary in there. I shouldn't have. I just don't see how it's really a topic. I don't see how it's 
really a thing, but doesn't you know, I'm used happy. to have these real. If you have real, an interpretation that's different from mine, doesn't used to have these real dark, dank greens, real, real dank, foresty greens in your photos. Did and I? recently, you posted some photos where you have like these pale, pale greens. And I was wondering what was going on there because it's a completely new look for you. Don't think it is, Stephen. I think what you're what you're confusing here is uh, we've been delivering the same editing style now for going on two years, and the only difference is when I post to social media, sometimes I will. Are you putting Instagram filters on your photos? Not directly. I Dustin. will edit the photo myself. Justin. You're putting Instagram filters on your photos. Let's call them Insta Fun filters. <laughs> A wee bit of whimsy. Insta Fun. Insta Fun. Doesn't now this isn't true because you told me that the photos I was specifically pointing out to you. You allowed somebody else to edit them other than the editing company you typically use, which you also were upset with because they're very passive aggressive and mean to you recently. Yes. Yeah. So you uh, switched things up a little bit. You got a new editing company you're going with or what is this? It's called Lillian Intern. And, uh, no, I'm our, sorry. It, is that, is that the name of the editing company? <laughs> Lillian Intern? I haven't heard of that one. You should try it out. It's lillianintern.org backslash Dustin backslash promo backslash forward slash wedding photo hangover podcast. Backslash. This sounds like a reach around. Mm. Reach that's, around Dustin, reach around. That's photo. part of our, uh, that's part of the premium package. <laughs> No, but uh, in all honesty, uh, we've had our interns start editing a few of our smaller, uh, we've done a couple of mini sessions um, with some of our engaged couples, and we've started to let her kind of edit a few of those, and uh, it's been super helpful just to get things out the door a lot faster and uh, stay on top of things in this super busy season that I'm sure a lot of you out there are experiencing. Not all of us have a, a bespoke tone in our backyard. So, are you happy with her new editing style for you? Uh, well, the you editing style, that? the editing style itself is uh, consistent with what we do. Um, I don't really always... because if it was, I wouldn't have been talking to you about the new look of your greens, and you wouldn't have told me that the two photos I specifically picked out were both photos she had edited. So. Are you happy with the way she's editing them? I well, don't think because, it's a bad look. I just was curious because it was different than what you put, typically put out. Well, because she's posting photos directly from Lightroom, whereas when I'm posting something, 90% of the time it's coming from Lightroom, and then I'm editing it further in Photoshop to just refine it a little bit more. To get those uh, dank greens. So you can roll that photo up and real, really just smoke it. Mm. I don't know what these dank greens you're speaking of. I've had <laughs> one photo that comes to my mind that the greens were really dark. But it's just these these are much lighter greens than I'm used to seeing from you. It, it almost is to the point where it doesn't even look like green anymore. That's because it's summer, man. It's summer green. Summer green. Is this a song you're writing on the spot? Dustin, I'm cool with this. I, I love that you're putting somebody to work, somebody who's not getting paid, somebody who's doing it all for free. I don't know what you would call that, somebody who works but doesn't get paid for I, it, but who said, they're doing who said, a great wait, job. Whoa, whoa, who said our intern wasn't getting paid? You did, to me. No, she's getting paid. College credits are not... <laughs> she's not getting this money. She's not getting college credits. She's oh, getting paid. Oh, she's not getting college credits anymore? You told me when she first started that she was getting college credits, which uh, typically in Indiana, as somebody who had to go through the whole internship thing, if you're getting college credits, you're typically not allowed to be paid. Uh, we, I, th I might have told you that we were going to talk about doing college ah. credits, but I think at the point in which uh, we finalized everything, it was too late to pursue that. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that makes me feel much uh, better about this whole arrangement you have going on. Yeah. Before, I thought you were profiting off of a young student just trying to pass college. No, no. <laughs> Get their degree. We, uh, we're doing her wedding in December, and 
she's essentially working off her wedding bill. Oh, so she's an indentured servant. Got it. There you go. She's our favorite indentured servant. Didn't you have a <laughs> didn't you have a wedding videographer whose wedding you shot and then he edited a bunch of weddings for you for free? Uh kind of the same thing as an indentured servant. Uh we had a wedding videographer that shot some weddings in trade for us shooting his wedding, yeah. So you're all about that indentured servant model? Uh, no, I'm about helping others out if they have a service that benefits what we do and I can help them in trade by doing what it is we do. I'm all about helping people. People helping people, Steve. It's what it's all about. Sometimes there's things more important than money. I love to hear it, Dustin. I love to hear about you helping people. Just lo- love it when you help me, Steve. So what is this uh, Kickstarter thing? Magbox, Magshoe that you want to talk about? So last week or the week before... Uh, you and I talked a little bit about how you do so much uh, incredible off-camera flash stuff around nighttime. Thank you so much, uh, Dustin. With your couples. And I remember asking you if you were using any kind of a modifier and you were like, no, I go bareback all the time. I mean, bare bulb. I mean, just flash. Bare balls, I think is what you're trying bare, to say. Yeah. With, yep. And That's um, the only way to skinny dip, buddy. So we we don't do that. We use a Westcott Rapid Box, uh, which is a little portable soft box, but it's just not. It's not what I want. It's not the portability that I need, um, and it's doggone portable. I mean, it's really good, but it's still not as fast as I would like. And I've always been a huge fan of the things that the company MagMod has been doing with uh, using magnetized uh, filters and uh, modifiers for flashes. Magnets. How do they work? Um, using centripetal force. <laughs> and um, physics. Get some. Uh, and uh, just ICP, bud. For those of you out there who don't know what MagMod is, uh, they started off by doing just like these like gel filter things that would magnetize to the top of your flash so that you weren't like clipping them in or Velcroing them in or taping them on. And then it kind of, the product line sort of expanded to like grids and, you know, those big jelly balloon things mm-hmm. um, that, that like, Totally probably infringes on Gary Fong's copyright, but whatever. Um, It'd be a patent, not a copyright. Patent. patent. Sorry, I got distracted by our next topic. So if it's not patented, then yeah, he'd he'd be straight out of luck. So yeah. And anyways, but all of their products were always kind of directed off the someone who really wanted harder, harsher light. In Corinne and I's style, uh, when we want to bring out artificial lighting is traditionally we want a very soft light source which is really hard to accomplish in a small portable like system until now Mm -hmm. magmod has released a their first magnetized miniature super portable uh softbox and we're really excited i already pre-ordered it on kickstarter and which I don't even really know why they need to use Kickstarter as a platform since they take a cut. I think MagMod has enough of its own supporters that they could have just launched a pre-order type thing on their website and been just fine. But maybe there's some sort of liability they kind of skate around by doing it this way. Yeah. What do you? Uh, what What are your thoughts on this product? There's enough miracles here to blow your brains. I'd say it's basically magic, just like music. You can't even hold it. Or can you? It looks very interesting to me. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it looks like, uh, what What are all the things, the uh, Kickstarter things that they're giving it away with? It's uh, all like um, strobe kits. Does it work with, works with Profoto, yeah, so Palsy, Buff Strobes. Yeah. Elitch, so the cool Crom, thing is, is Bowens, you can. Uh, I'm not seeing Canon flashes on here and all I use are Canons, buddy. I'd have to buy like a whole new flash set just to use this. So no, I, don't know, come, I probably it, won't use it. It comes standard to fit any normal rectangular flash. Uh, but then if you also want to use it with your strobes or other uh, products that are not flashes, you can swap out the plate oh, okay, yeah. to fit that. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's very versatile. 
Um, and the cool thing is, is for anyone who's interested in shooting in like broad daylight and overpowering the sun, you can actually hook two flashes to it without any additional accessories or whatnot. Um, so what we're probably going to do is buy like two dedicated flashes just for this that'll stay with it, um, like two young Nuos, mm -hmm. and just keep them like all together on wedding days or else knowing my laziness, I won't ever get it out. Nice. I love your laziness. Yeah. I mean, you're a real credit to the community. Everybody looks up to you. They're just like, how can I be as lazy as Dustin? Yep. That's what it's all about, Steve. That's what yeah. we're here for. Teaching you how to work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, I get it. So yeah, we'll drop a link to this in the, uh, the uh, show notes and we'll throw it on our secret Facebook group. Uh, so you guys can take a peek at it, see what you think. See if I uh, wasted way too much money on it because I'm sure it it's really more what, expensive. What option did you buy in it? Oh, probably the, the platinum platinum premium. Knowing me, I like that with Bag Mod. Uh, it's safe to assume the product will actually ship because they're right. a company that exists that's already out there. Um, it's not like those other things, like everything else you've invested in on Kickstarter that has not shipped to you. You ever get that coolest cooler, buddy? Coolest cooler, baby. No. <laughs> no, my in-laws made fun of me uh, on the 4th of July because they came over and I was getting a cooler together uh, to go to a cookout. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, is that that? Is that that coolest cooler? Does that, where's that? And where like, the MP3 oh, player we, goes? we brought all of our margarita mixes over <laughs> and uh, MP3s. To, to you could hook them into your cooler and we we could all listen and you're like nah I don't got that also you can't hear the MP3s playing when the blender's going to make the margaritas yep yep so to answer your question uh, I got the Magbox Pro Kit early bird nice so it was four hundred and forty dollars uh, came with the Octabox came with the focus diffuser, came with the gels, which is really cool that uh, comes with its own set of gels and um, came with the traveling case. And uh, yeah. yeah, really I was just paying a lot extra for the case because the case is pretty baller. The case they made for it, uh, it's it and all the accessories and two flashes mm -hmm. and I'm kind of a sucker for cases. It sounds like a great product. Yeah, and if you look at some of the sample photos on the Kickstarter, like they're pretty impressive. Considering yeah. like, you know, something you would expect like a much larger uh light source to create. But Very yeah, cool. I I'm I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to play around with it. I'm sure we'll uh post up a video or something once we get it. Maybe maybe Steve and I'll do a little headshot action of each other. Maybe. Maybe. Would you say that uh you've opened your mind and there ain't no way to ignore the miracles of every day when you look at this Magmot stuff? I have no idea where you're going with all uh let's move on. Do you see so, miracles all around you when you stop and look around? Are they astounding? So Steve brought a really fun and interesting topic to the podcast that interests me because I'm a, a lover of the law and all things legal. Would you like to tell us about this, Steven? So this week, I saw one of the craziest things that has happened in the United States of America regarding photography. And there's been a I've lot of crazy recently. things happen. <laughs> Most of those don't involve photography. They involve other things that we're not going to get into on this podcast. Okay. Because nobody wants to hear me just go get drunk and, you know, talk about how much I hate the political situation of the day. All right. The All case right. Brammer v. Violent Hughes Productions, LLC. Court rules that photographs are factual depictions and that copying them is fair use. In an eastern district of Virginia, a which is judge, a predominant court, a judge said that photographs are factual depictions and copying them is fair use. I mean, what else is there to say? It's basically everything we've known 
about copyright laws in this country. This judge was just like, yeah, they don't exist and uh, <laughs> just went the other way with it. This is uh, the most ridiculous ruling I've ever seen from a judge in America. <laughs> in um, America? Yeah. I mean, that's not true. We've seen a lot of ridiculous things, right? But uh, regarding photography, this is probably the most ridiculous thing I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's, it's basically like. Well, hey. explain, explain the situation, Steve. Explain the scenario, um, so that people can uh, better understand what, uh, how ludicrous this is. Okay, so uh, plaintiff takes a time lapse photograph of Washington D.C. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Defendant who operates the Northern Virginia Film Festival copies the photo off the internet, crops it, and places it on its website to illustrate things to do in the D.C. area. Plaintiff sends a cease and desist letter. Defendant removes the photograph from the website. Plaintiff sues the copy for copyright infringement. And defendant claims fair use. And then a judge said it's a factual depiction, so you can't claim copyright over it. Yeah, it's, it's bananas. Yeah. I just... You know this is going to get it overturned. This this time-lapse photograph that I shot, time-lapse photograph, something that took, you know, thought pre-planning, you know, it's probably got some, I, I've not seen the picture, but it's probably got like some cool light streaks from like people driving or whatever. Um, that's not a factual depiction. Like that's an artist's view of the thing. Like... You can't just go out and see his photograph with your eyes any time of the day or night. Like, and even if you could, you can't crop it the same. You can't frame it the same. Ah, this is so frustrating to me, Dustin. I know, Steve. I know. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing we can really say to help anybody out because what it comes down to is, uh, I guess, don't live in Virginia. <laughs> Well, what the article said, though, is that, you know, this could influence other court cases. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, that's how all court cases work. Every court case has the potential to influence other court cases. That's how yeah, they build. Yeah, there, but there are certain um, courts that are taken with, you know, higher esteem and higher prestige. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like this was one of those. Yeah. So then another court case in some other place in the country could cite this court case because this is a federal judiciary. This is not like a, your, you know, your small town like court. Um, so right. This is talking about federal laws and stuff. So, so if there was like a film festival in yeah. Fort Wayne and, and someone stole one of my photos for promotion on it um, to be super literal. And then, you know, someone's like, well, hey, this guy in Virginia did the same thing. And that judge was like, that was fine. The judge here could be like, oh, OK, that must be fine. Yep. That's exactly how it works. I don't get how the judge said that it was a factual depiction because there's so many cases that have ruled in favor of the copyright owner and said that they're not factual depictions. Like it is utterly ridiculous to me that the judge came to this place. Mm. It's interesting. Copyright law yeah. has always been a very fascinating subject to me. Yeah. But I mean, it says that it's taken an artistic photograph and it's placed it in an allegedly informational context. So it's a transformative use, not a copyright infringement. Right. They're, they're claiming that <sighs> since it's on a section of the website that's meant to inform that he isn't uh, monetizing on the photograph, uh, therefore... It, it's fair use, which totally negates everything about copyright. Like, what if this guy doesn't support this film festival and once doesn't want his image associated with it? He has the right to not allow that. It's just utterly ridiculous. Like, uh. and at the end of the day, he's just that guy was just stealing it. Yep. 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 I mean, it's one thing when, it, you know, it's just you and me, Steve, and we're like stealing people's fireworks photos to Photoshop them into our wedding photos. Is that what you did for your fireworks photo S that you Steve, posted on Instagram? Is that Steve, what you're trying? Are, is this a confession, Steve, Dustin? Steven. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here for the first ever segment. Dustin McKibben. Confessional. Father Van Elk. <laughs> yes, my son. That make you feel... Does that make you feel weird when I say Father Van Elk? No, my son. 
I, Dustin, what sins have I, you come to confess today? I like to Photoshop fireworks. Father? Were they your fireworks? Are they ever? <laughs> Wait, did you actually Photoshop somebody else's photo of fireworks? Or was it just your photo of fireworks that you Photoshopped into the photo? Um... Because either uh, no. you took that photo during a grand finale, because there's like 20 fireworks going off. Okay, I'm exaggerating wildly. <laughs> or you photoshopped different Steve fireworks into the photo. Yeah, fake uh, news. If I photoshopped those fireworks into the photo. Uh, no, I I do not steal. I bought a pack of fireworks that are like all shot on black so that it's much easier to photoshop them in. So I might be fake news, but Dustin's fake pictures. <laughs> all the time baby skies and fireworks don't Just trust a, them a bunch of photoshopping all right doesn't do you want to move on to q a sure steven bring it let's do some q a but steve First question comes straight from our Facebook group, Adam Sachs. Thank you, Adam, for writing in. I just had a three wedding long weekend and I came across a problem I've had a couple of times before. Scenario, first wedding, dinner's buffet style and I overeat mm. while scarfing down my meal to not miss any speeches. Brownie face. Been there, been Get there. Get home late, charge batteries, dump cards, go to bed. Second wedding, next day, wake up with less time than I planned. Rush getting ready and grabbing gear. Head to the second wedding's bride or groom getting ready portion. Then, bam, bam, 30 or 40 minutes in, I gotta take a dump, frowny face again. So it's not like bam, it's more like bam. Yeah, last night's meal worked its way through and the timing is horrible. What do you do? Stink up the bridal suite or bride's parents' bathroom, excuse yourself and head to the nearest coffee shop, or turtle head it for like half a day until you really have a free moment to let her rip. The struggle is real. Dustin. I typically do the the last one there. You turtle head all day. All day. Then you go home and you just have a giant brown smear on the inside of your, your clothes? It's called being a professional, Steve. You know, that poop that is turtle heading all day, it smells, Dustin. Yeah. All day. Sometimes you just go in with scissors and you cut the head off. <laughs> you would go in with scissors and cut the head of the poop off, but you would just sit down on a toilet. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that sounds like a woozy. <laughs> oh, Dustin, you're making, you're the light of my life tonight, buddy. I'm loving this. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. You, so you, what would you do? Have Steve? you ever succeeded? <laughs> Dustin, we all know the answer to this. I mean, Jen already answered below. <laughs> I oh. think Jen even came on a previous podcast episode and yeah, I talked, about, we've talked how, about this. Yeah. I, I was trying to find the episode so I could reference it and, and actually uh, share it with them. But yeah, I know that <laughs> it's Steve like episode Trico's 17 or something. No, I have no control over my bodily functions when it comes to that. Jen thinks I have uh, IBS. No doctor has ever diagnosed me with that. That stands for insane brain syndrome for those out there that don't know that. Insane in the membrane. Um, No, but so, yeah, no, I would, I would, uh, I would have to make the time to, you know, take the dump. It's not even a question for me. It's got to happen. And it has happened before weddings. Uh, so there's a I cool hold, product that my, my wife, Jennifer, actually mentioned in the thing. It's called Poopery, and it's like a little bottle you can bring with you to weddings if something like this happens to do you. you. Do you really do this? Do you really do this, Steven? Yeah, Jen keeps it like in the uh, photo bag, or at least she used to. It's been a while since, oh you know, goodness. something like so this has happened. Classic. Um, but it's like, a, it's like a little thing you squirt into the toilet bowl before you poop. And then yeah, when you we poop, have it, at our it house. locks the uh, scent in, or at least that's what it claims to do. As somebody who's actually used this before, I feel pretty safe in telling you what it really does is it makes the restroom smell like grapefruit 
in. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually lock the scent in. It just adds a very strong grapefruit smell to the restroom. So now instead of just a poop smell, it's a grapefruit and poop smell, which is somebody who does not like grapefruit at all. Um, that is that just makes the situation worse for me. But Jen says it's so much better. So, huh? Interesting. Yeah, we we bought a bottle of it because for the longest time for when my in laws would come time. over. Uh, my oh. mother-in-law would just destroy our bathroom. I don't know what it is about when... Why are you talking about Corinne's parents like this? Because it's a problem in our marriage when my wife's mother comes over and just destroys our bathroom. And if she said goodbye um, to you so tonight, would there still be songs left to write? You are on a roll with this poetry. No, these are song lyrics, Dustin. You're just... I, there's just songs that I know. And, you know, Miracles by the Insane Clown Posse and Longest Time by Billy Joel. Those are songs I know. Are you listening to music without me? Yeah, right now. Why do you think I have headphones on? I'm not listening to you. I'm reading your lips oh. while we do this thing. That's why we do a video um, call. Um, 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 bacon. Um, I like bacon, but yeah, too. So I, on a wedding day, I hold it in uh, all day if I can. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like something about my body. It's like I go into worker bee mode and it's like all bodily functions that are not necessary to my eyes and my hands and my head are turned off. Even sometimes my legs. But I try to keep those ones on. I don't have that ability. Um, I have on the way to an engagement shoot felt the need and I have stopped off at a coffee shop and uh, just texted the bride, the couple and said like hey i'm gonna be like five minutes late traffic <laughs> traffic oh there was a construction problem <laughs> traffic in the starbucks restroom there's like three guys ahead of me they're all doing the same thing <laughs> <laughs> they texted their couples too <laughs> they texted their couples beth from the facebook groups yes hi beth i'm asking here because this is the largest photography related group i'm in and I need the collective mind. My best friend's son is a senior this year, and she wants senior pictures, which I'm more than willing to do for her. The problem is that he's been through some pretty serious emotional and behavioral issues and now has literally no interests, no sports, no hobbies, no activities, nothing. I need ideas other than just generic senior guy posing in random places. He's worked really hard to overcome his issues, and I know someday he'll look back at this time, and I don't want him to be ashamed of how generic his pictures are. In comparison, his younger brother and sister have a hundred interests, and their upcoming photos will be much more personal. His mother and I have scoured Pinterest and Google and can't find any decent inspiration. Anyone have this situation before? I mean, I'm perfectly confident in my ability to capture, pose, light him, and show his personality. I've known him his whole life, and I have lots of pretty decent places that I like to shoot. I just don't know how to make it personal when he has absolutely no interest at all. Any help out there? Well, I think this is pretty. This is a pretty no-brainer. You have until the time of the session to get him interested in as many hobbies... <laughs> things as possible in fact i would just make the photo shoot a whole series of him doing new things it's just a series of him filling out sign-up forms to <laughs> participate in new hobbies and events like him at a scrabble tournament and, and here's him like at a uh, you know a tic-tac-toe championship and this is him knitting you know like i think that would be kind of entertaining I think that'd be super entertaining, Dustin. In fact, if I could go back and redo my senior pictures, that is what I would do. What'd you do for your senior pictures, buddy? So my senior pictures were right at the epitome of me getting into photography. And so that made me feel this need to really go over the top with my senior photos. And so I went to like the fanciest schmancy senior photo studio in town and, uh, I did like a whole two hour session and yeah, I didn't, I didn't do anything with like a flaming football or any of that crap. 
but I just did like me looking looking pretty. Very nice. You are very pretty. So generic, gener- generic, as she said. <laughs> yeah, I paid the extra for the out outdoor location Mm -hmm. which is where they just take you outside their building and let you like do a few photos in their alleyway and yeah they were all like really terrible because it was like not very sunny that day so it was um and they didn't like bring any lights out or anything and this is back when they were shooting on like the first digital dslr i think it was like a fuji you know micro four thirds very nice. I don't know why that matters. I'm just recollecting. But yeah, I got some good ones. Cool. Helped me win my wife over. So Is she, you, you literally brought headshots over to her. Were you auditioning for the part of her boyfriend? Yeah. I brought her to my senior session. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. There's not enough Eric blood expert and barrel H beer here. I need to get so drunk to erase all this from my memory. Hmm. <sighs> How how were your senior photos, Steve? What were you doing? Were you holding like a Super 8 camera? Were you, uh, I, I don't know much about your childhood. Were you in sports? You don't strike me as an athlete. Uh, I mean, I, I played traveling, a swimmer. Weren't traveling you a swimmer? soccer like all throughout my childhood. And then in high school, uh, I quit the soccer team after one year. And then I did cross country in the fall and I did swimming in the winter swimming yeah. see i knew the swimming so it all came... of my senior photos were just shots of me in a speedo check it out that's look at these nuts so that's how you won yeah. over your wife no she's never seen those photos they all had think... photoshopped at the bottom look at these nuts and i was pointing at my nuts in every single one so yeah they, they actually don't get a lot of play anymore they didn't get a lot of play back then either most people were like grape smugglers the funny part of the photo is is at the bottom cropped out of the photo there's actually a bag of almonds but you can't see the bag of almonds because of the photo cropped photo well, that, was, that was the only way i could get my mom to take the pictures because she did all my senior photos did she really okay that part of the story is true my mom was uh you know last week i think uh or two weeks ago now for the listeners i talked about how my mom doesn't believe in buying anything unless it's on a sale or very very cheap and uh, she, couldn't, she couldn't find anybody who was on sale or very, very cheap around the time of my senior photos. And she decided that she could just do them herself. And they were not good. Uh, <laughs> but they did capture my personality. I think the best one, we were at like a park. And I was like, Mom, I'm really sick of these. I'm going to get on this little child's, uh, as one of those like horses on a spring thing, you know, that like rocks back and forth. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to play on this. And then she took a photo on that of me. And you you know how like uh, at the end of the school year you're like hey I have all these photos they're wallet sized or whatever does right. anybody want one yeah um so I had like that photo of me on the little horse thing and then like two like normal <laughs> photos of me and everybody wanted the photo of me on the horse and I was like mom we're gonna have to order new ones because <laughs> this is what the people want they want <laughs> to see Steve's give them what they personality. Want. And then I flipped it over to the backside and I was like, and you can also sign up for my super secret special photos of me in a Speedo that say these nuts. And nobody <laughs> picked those. That's real disappointing. Sorry, man. You know, but to get back to best question, I would say that, you know, he is a high school senior and there's one thing that every high school boy's into. Sex. Yes, that's right, Dustin. <laughs> So just get a bunch of photos of him looking at his computer screen or his tablet or his phone um, in like a really dark room. It's going to be classy because you're not doing child pornography here. So it's just like a picture of his face glowing in the light of his tablet. And maybe there's like a bottle of lotion somewhere in the background. It's terrible. That is terrible. And it's supposed to be terrible. Everybody has interests. You can't say he doesn't have interests. He has interests. He just doesn't feel comfortable sharing them with you. And that's, that is sad, and that is a challenge to overcome, especially if he doesn't feel comfortable sharing his interests with his mom either. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to find out what he's into, and then, you know, take a photo of him uh, with, like, uh, some cardboard cutouts of, like, some babes in bikinis or some dudes in Speedos. You know, he's probably interested in one of those things. Maybe I give this uh, photographer credit, though, for really trying to go out of her way to make each senior session completely personality driven uh i mean yeah 
I would also say that is true. She's definitely going out of her way. I think she's more going out of her way because it's her uh, her friend's kid than necessarily just any kid. I think most other kids are like, we'll get a picture of them in their uh, letter jacket. We'll get a picture of them with their tennis racket. Oh, he's into baseball? We'll get a picture of him with his baseball. Oh, he's into magic? He has no interests. I don't <laughs> know what to do. He likes Pokemon? What is that? No interests. He went to a furry convention last? No interest. He's into podcasting? No interest. <laughs> he vapes all the time? No interest. <laughs> oh. His whole room is littered with cannabis paraphernalia? No interest. Yeah, there you go. Just get some real great photos of him with bloodshot eyes. <laughs> Maybe hotboxing his room out. It's like a bunch of uh, dryer sheets stuffed under the crack of the door. So Lisa from the Facebook groups. <laughs> you don't asked, want to talk more about what high schoolers do? <laughs> what would be a good price for doing a wedding that includes pictures during the rehearsal? Hair, makeup, wedding, and after. Then unlimited pics edited. I'm wondering because I gave a low price and was asked to go lower. I did it for experience, but now after sending 200 edited pictures, she is still asking for other poses. Where's this one or that one? I don't really know how to address this. Please, any ideas are welcome. Steven. Oh, Lisa, 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 you find yourself in a real tough spot. Because unlimited pics edited means... She could literally say she wants every single photo from the day. So I think you just got to give them all to her. <laughs> just, <laughs> just bring them into Lightroom, slap your preset on them and send them over. Don't worry about the exposure. Don't worry about the white balance, anything like that. Just be like, well, and I'm done with this one. Phoning it in. Then put your sunglasses on, grab your vape. <laughs> grab your vape. And, you know, just uh, have a little fun. Get high. Stephen Dustin, do not endorse getting high if anybody from the government is listening to our podcast. Except we do. Do we? What? No. We don't. We do. Do we? No, Dustin. <laughs> no. We do. Do we? Damn it, Dustin. <laughs> oh, man. I think if you did it for the experience at a low price and she's asking you for 200 edited pics, like, that's a real tough spot to be in. Maybe just send her back 100 pics and take back the 200 pics, then send her back 100 pics from the 200 you already sent her and be like, now is that enough? And just keep <laughs> trying to play it lower and lower. And when she says, send more, and you send her back 50 pictures, what do you think about these? Be like, I can keep doing this all day. <laughs> She's going to stop asking for more real fast. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to start a side photo studio where I'm just a complete a-hole to people like that. And like some sort of Aston Kusher gotcha type thing. I believe it was called punked. Punked. Yeah. But it's not actually punking them because it'll be real. <laughs> reeled. Real. You just got reeled. With Dustin McKibben. You thought we were going to show up to your wedding? Ha! You just got reeled. You thought we'd show up to your wedding for $50 with no contract? You just got reeled. Thanks for, the Thanks for the 50 Steven, it's been fun. It's been a blast, my friend. 50 looks good on you. Oh, thanks, buddy. I'm going a little silver and I'm losing some hair up top, so it really means a lot that you'd say that to me. That's what I'm here for, man. Just, I'm just here to keep your, uh, you know, confidence up. What's wrong with being confident, right? Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your hosts, Dustin and Steve. If you've been listening for a while and you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. And only say nice things about me. Don't worry about Dustin. He's cool. He doesn't need the confidence. I do. 
If you want to connect online, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wed Pick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for this sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Did you have a wedding this weekend? This weekend? Yeah. This weekend? This weekend? Nah, son. Is that two weekends off in a row? Yeah. Jesus. You're like part time, man. Uh, we're You're real busy. Time. End of May, beginning of June, and then like most of June and July, we don't get a lot of weddings. Most of our weddings are people who uh, want to shoot outside, and not a lot of people want to get married outside in Indiana in July because uh, it's like ninety outdoor ceremony to, uh, this 105. weekend. It's like ninety eight degrees, one hundred five degrees every day, and it's super humid. That's because people see me, Steve, and they're like, man. That guy, he's got the body of someone that can handle an outdoor ceremony. This he's time got of the year. body of somebody who really needs a good sweat. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put sure, him to work. I'm sure if we put him outside and we put a towel under him, we can probably drink the rest of the evening off that towel. Oh, so you're going to get blitzed before the wedding? So they got some alcohol going? Oh, I just naturally perspirate alcohol. <laughs> You got that's like a real disease where like you're drunk all the time. Yeah, it's pretty much how I operate. No, I'm not I'm not even joking right now. There's like a real thing where like your body just naturally turns all carbs you eat into alcohol. So you are literally like a functioning alcoholic all the time because anytime you eat carbs, your body gets you drunk. So people get like pulled over who have this disease and they will blow like two, three times over the legal limit and they're still functioning like somebody who's like halfway to the legal limit because like that's their normal. It's like a really sounds, sounds like disease. an episode of like house. I was reading about it because some, uh, some lady got off. She got pulled over for drunk driving and when she cited she had the disease, she got let off by the judge because she's able to function normally because that's how her body normally is. And it's mm. like a medical condition. So I That's mean, she I probably should still should have got a ticket for driving irresponsibly or whatever. But I mean, I've gotten a ticket for getting in a car accident in the winter. And they said, that's because we have to give you a ticket because you crashed in the snow. So no matter how fast you were going, even though I was going under the speed limit, I was going too fast for the weather conditions. No. So they had to give me a reckless driving ticket. No, that's that's not real. That's just a Fort Wayne cop being a... This was in Pennsylvania. Okay, so. that makes more sense then. I was going to say in Indiana, we don't have laws like that. And I'm that's sorry a... that I said cop to people out there who don't like to hear police officers called cops. I understand. I'll try to do better. Is that a thing? People don't like cops? Yeah, like cop originally was like a derogatory term. We're, we're the most woke podcast out there. We're so woke. Woke? What does woke mean? It means, here, Dustin, quick, look at this photo of me in a Speedo and check out these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, I think it would be fun if you and I post uh, on Instagram after this episode drops uh, each a photo from our senior pictures. Oh, that would require me actually knowing where those photos are and finding them. You think I have access to those photos? I'll that call my mom. mom shot on her digital camera that was like half a megapixel for each photo? Yeah. I'll call your mom. I'll get that photo of you on that horse thing. <laughs> If I had that, it would be all over the place. Let's be honest. She's got to have a print somewhere. Somewhere. Maybe it's in my Google Photos. I could probably look it up. I'm sure I could dig up one of mine. I think I still have a little notebook somewhere with all my senior photos in it from my modeling days. What, you used to model? In my mind. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Dustin. (laughs) Dustin, are there there any ridiculous TV shows you want to tell me about right now? Uh, I am currently watching and addicted to Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Very nice. Yeah, it's very, it's like 20 minute episodes in and out and I'm done. 
trying to hold back from watching the newest season of 12 Monkeys. Um, have you ever seen that show? Well, I've seen that movie. I don't know what that show is. The show is a spinoff of the movie. Weird. Does Brad Pitt in it? Is no. Bruce Willis in it? No. Then why would you watch it without that man meat in it, Dustin? I've never, I've never actually seen the movie because I was told if I watched the movie, it would ruin the show. My mouth is agape, listeners, because I can't understand that logic. It's the the movie. Because the it, movie is better than the show. Okay, and, so then why even watch the show? Just the, watch the movie. The sh- it's got the Bruce show, Willis and Brad Pitt. Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt. Dives Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. The movie does. You know what? If you want to watch a movie about time travel with Bruce Willis, just go ahead and watch Looper. That's a better movie, in my opinion, anyway. I like the concept of 12 Monkeys, though. Yeah. Just saying, Steve. Just saying. What about you? You watching anything but soccer? Uh, I've been watching a lot of soccer. Um, I finally caught up on uh, the podcast we did a promo swap with a while back, The Secret Life of Weddings. Mm-hmm. Fin- finally, I, w- I got behind, and I finally binged my way back up to uh, Currency. I'm current again with the secret life of weddings. It's a good one because people just write in their terrible, terrible wedding stories. And then they, uh, Lisa and Rebecca read them off and it's fun to listen to Lisa and Rebecca read off these terrible wedding stories. Is it? Oh, it's very fun. Dustin. I enjoy it a lot. The only podcast I listen to is the wedding photo hangover podcast brought to you by Steven. Wait for it. Van Elk and yours truly. The sultry tones of Mr. Dustin McKibben. Underscore McKibben. That's your Instagram. I wanted to just take a brief moment here at the tail end of our journey together on our 50th anniversary of recording Sweet Nothings, you and I, Stephen, and just say a special thank you. A special thank you to all the listeners out there in... Steven has officially drank too much Eric Blood Axe. No, I'm just bored to death by you right now. Bored to death. This is a real Jason Schwartzman TV show. Go in the other room. Except that Jason Schwartzman's (laughs) Bored to Death was actually funny and interesting, and I loved it. And listening to you is... Anyways, I wanted to thank the bulk of our listeners that seem to come from Mountain View, California. <laughs> and I and I don't nope, know anyone nope, from... No, nope, no, nope, nope. this is all getting cut. Thanks so much. Uh, it was great, great to talk to you, Dustin, tonight. The bulk of our listeners that come from Mountain View, California, that is just Google finally indexing our podcast because they just created their own podcast, native podcast app. Just oh. launched like last week, so... That's that's why there's uh, suddenly a bunch of Mountain View things because that's where Google is. I know. I just assumed they had to. They part of their training protocol was everyone had to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I would hope we'd get a lot more listens from Mountain View then. Oh, it's funny you say that because uh, I had somebody uh, DM me a couple of days ago asking how they could listen to our podcast on a uh, non iPhone, and you're like Stitcher. Pocket Cast. And then you like, was, Podcast Attic. I was like, yeah, it's real Google, easy. Google Play. Go, go buy an iPhone. That's what I said. Gosh. Yeah, I hope it was that at all. And you're like, Leo's review on Stitcher. Stitcher sounds a little dirty. Our whole podcast is a little dirty. Uh, no, it's pretty clean. Except for, except for those nuts. I, I had to actually... So I've been going through and like, I originally marked our entire podcast as explicit. And then recently I unmarked it because I was like, I've been editing out all the F words, you know? So yeah. I feel like it's it's not deserving of a blanket explicit. And then our last episode that we recorded together, uh, because last week's episode was the one with Ben Hartley, for those who listen, um, our last episode we recorded together, like a real episode, as I like to call them. Um, you said Harry came all over your face. And then that was like the running gag was us talking about Harry Kane as an exhibitionist on the soccer field. Yes. Um, and so 
I had to mark that episode explicit. I had to actually go back in and mark it explicit because I was like, no, no child should listen to this. Oh, <sighs> that's okay. They love us in Germany. All right. So real quick. <laughs> um, hey, Dustin, it's been great podcasting with you tonight. Have a great night. And then I'm going to cut that in before all the stuff about like you talking about Mountain View. Okay, cool. Now you say, good. hey, Steve, it's great podcasting with you too. Hey, Steven, it was so great podcasting with you, too. I love you, Steven, so very, very much. Okay, you need to see an acting coach. That was terrible. Can we try again? Okay. Now, this time, I want you to to approach the situation. Like, maybe you had a real rough day at work. There's a bride who was just real angry with you, and then you got home, and Puppers, your your brand new puppy that you just bought. Puppers. He drowned in his own water bowl. He couldn't figure out how to drink out of it. Okay, now now say thanks, Stephen, for doing the podcast with me. With that on your mind. Steve, that, thanks, Steve. I just, I don't, today's been, I, I just don't know how I'd get through today without you, Steve. It's just been one of those days. Steve, thanks. Pull yourself together, Dustin. Find your balls. Come on. It was just a puppy. <laughs> and scene you just got reeled <laughs> good night Dustin good night Steve bye bye, bye. oh gosh no. <laughs> no. gross 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 except we do Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs. Woo-wee!